I am unashamed. What about you? So it's uh, it's been amazing for me. We we talked about the kind of all the riots and all these things that have been going on in, in our previous podcast. Uh, but I do I do find it it's not funny, but it's ironic, I guess that it was everything every day on the media was so entrenched on the coronavirus for so long. Like it was just all day, every day. If you watch news, of course, I know Jason doesn't watch a lot, but it was just Corona 24 seven. And this thing flipped with this thing that happened with George Floyd. And it's like, it just disappeared. Like, in fact, I finally saw, I was like, well, what are the numbers? I hadn't seen the numbers in so long. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, what's the deal? And I'm thinking if you want to spread a viral infection, do what these people are doing now, and that would be the <laughs> well, way. Well, we're going to find out, the right? the quickest way to spread it. The experts say there is. Well, well it's like well, thousands we're find of out people where <laughs> walking down the street. All real tight yeah, spots and like, yelling and screaming. Instead of social distancing, they figured out how this is social banging together. Oh, yeah, in a big and way. And hollering and spitting, and they say wherever it comes from, but – all of the thing and throwing stuff from me to you, hitting up people upside the head, the blood's flowing. I'm thinking, well, if you want to spread a virus, get thousands of people together on the street, and all and I, of them. Well, they're and, like, hey, I may die of the coronavirus, but you know, that an innocent <laughs> man getting killed by a cop, you know, right. I, I'll risk my life to stop that. Yeah, that's Which, right. Look, there is something to that. Well, know? it's funny. Horrible. A lot of them are wearing masks. Of course, a lot of the bad ones that the anarchist type have been wearing masks for a long time so they kind of blend in yeah but it's perfect I, for them because they're like I, I, yeah they that's don't, they, don't want they typically wear the mask so so i'm wondering i was gonna ask you i know dad you haven't been to town so you have not put on a mask through this whole thing because you never left here right I've, I've no, i haven't gone you have no mask i haven't been to a town and right i don't go to town but about <laughs> once a week when i'm in my normal thing, one, four times a month, I will go to a town, walk in, <laughs> I tell them town. about Jesus, and I walk out the door. I love them. It's great. And, it's and half, really, you get it's home. half African-American and half white. It's folks. a great work, yeah. It, yeah, so it's, we're all together there. I said, we can show people. And let's, fade, let's get along. Let's tell the truth. You get home as fast as you can. Like, you're not hanging around. That is correct. You're not going someplace no. and looking around town. No. and nope. You go, no. and then you come home as quickly as possible. You know, you... Somebody said, well, that's a bad way to roll. What are you talking about? <laughs> I said, well, to each his own. That's right. You know, I you... just feel more at ease if if I, you know, make the text in the Second Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 4 there, make it your ambition to live a quiet life. I'm like, well, that makes sense. And, and mind your own business. I said, that makes a lot of sense. Work with your hands so your daily life will win the respect of outsiders. So the rednecks, they're looking at, what's that old guy? What's he doing? And, you know, so that you won't have to be dependent on anybody. Well, if you think about it, Al, that's a good way to roll. Yeah, it's not bad. So that's the role I've chosen. I like it. So good, bad, or indifferent, not for everybody more people ought to try it. I don't know, but here's here's my theory: the beard is another reason, another positive about it is it kind of functions like a mask. I haven't thought about that, but oh, know. it does. You I mean, mean this, just to repel people like because they're afraid of you or don't want to get within six feet of you? Is that no? He's talking about that. The is that? I mean, that's, that's part true. of it. Nobody's ever tried to mug me <laughs> while I had the beard. 
the, one of the few times in my life that I was clean shaven, I wasn't mugged, but it was basically give me all your money. Okay, which I had like four bucks. <laughs> I said, "Good luck with that." <laughs> you are the worst mark in the history of burglary. And, and I preached Jesus. <laughs> Did you give him the, the few I dollars you had. I gave him the four dollars. Four dollars and a gospel. Well, summer. What's funny <laughs> is the guy. Uh, did he have a pistol on you, or did he just have his hand in his pocket? Well, here's what happened. I haven't told this story. Before. I don't guess. All I right, I was out in a show selling <laughs> duck calls. I actually had about ten grand in one of those uh, bank bags. That's what he was going kinda, for. Well, and I had a trailer, and it's broad daylight. I pull off the interstate, pull in, and open the door. I had dropped Missy and the kids at McDonald's, maybe, you know, on the yeah. way. And so um, I said, I'll come pick you up. I got to get gas. So I opened the door, but it was like so many people in there, and the gas tanks were really big. When I, let's see, when I reached and grabbed the, the gas and put it in here, and I turned around, and there was a guy. I, literally three feet from me, big guy. And I was like, because I have a gun, but I was probably, you know, six, eight feet away. So he I was closer than the. I pistol. turned back to the back door. Well, now there's another guy. Oh. So they did the, they got me, which, well, you know, has never happened again because now when I get out, I'm looking. <laughs> but, uh, and the gun is probably in a he place said, where you I can need get some, I, he said, I need some money. And I said, well, we all do. <laughs> he said, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so I looked at the other guy, and he, they were just, they didn't threaten me. They just looked threatening. And I thought, this is, give me your money. Yeah, so when, thought, when you look menacing and you say, we need some money, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, I'll give you what I got. I said, but I, you know, I mainly use credit cards. So I grabbed my wallet. When I went to the wallet, they both got closer because it was in my side door. And I, because I thought I have a gun in my uh, console, in the console. Because I, I had they kind moved of a in. moment here. I thought, should I just go for the gun, you know, and just start blasting? I thought, I know I don't have any money in here. So, so I just got it. I think I had two $1 bills and like a bunch of change. And I just said, hold your hands out. And he was looking at me. <laughs> I said, I'm going to give you this money and tell you that if you focus on Jesus and the power of the resurrection, you know, give you meaning in life, you find you a job. I said, that's a better way to operate. He just looked at me, blank stare. And so they left. And With I their felt, four bucks. Yeah, so I, I finished filling up. Here's what's funny, because then I was kind of shook up. Then well, I yeah. pulled in McDonald's. You just got robbed. Yeah, you know, they were straggling. I was like, hey. Let's go. I just got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking like, get in the car. You broke like, Let's the get out of here. <laughs> just got mugged in broad daylight. So I had no beard then because now if I look like this, people think. They're probably, either, you, you look more dangerous than they do. They yeah. they, and plus they, they think. They wouldn't you know, stop them if they wanted to. But I've read various articles. This keeps things from getting into. But it know, also holds mouth. a lot of germs. Well, too. look, the other night I had gone uh, metal detected in the field. And when I got home, about every five minutes, I'd feel something crawling, you know. <laughs> and it was like a different species of bug. <laughs> One of them was a spider. And Missy would scream every time. I was like, <laughs> I got something. I was like, this is keeping that from going in my mouth, though. It caught it, and it. 
I didn't get well. Bit. That's great if you are a spider, but for a human being, not so great. Of course, I'm like, why are you screaming when the bug is the on sun. me? <laughs> it helps in the sun. Helps in one time. Keeps you warm. And it keeps I, the. Uh, I think it keeps you cooler in the in the summer. Well, I would so, think a so, germ has to penetrate this. I mean, it's you got to. So you haven't worn masks much because you hadn't done much in town either, right? No, I haven't. I mean, right. I, I mean, I've gone to the grocery store a couple of times, but you got to remember since we're well known around here, right. I go to stores either right when they open or right when they close. It's just become a part of my life because there's fewer people. Not that I don't love people. I just don't want to spend three. I haven't been in a store in years. (laughs) You've got to go. It's fun. You've been in a town. So so I have masks. And for those that are watching and not listening, I'll just You don't have a beard, Al. I don't have a beard. So you're you're basically a prime suspect about coronavirus because you have no buffer. Right, which is why I wear a mask. It's not normal. So so my, so my, my mask are my moods. I have three masks. And so depending on my mood, that's what I wear when I go to the store or go and interact with people. The first one is the N95, which was the ones that a lot of healthcare people use, which it's the least comfortable, but it's supposed to be the most safe. You know, so it's, it's you know, this is the look. Problem is it's well, hard to talk in this. I mean, it's hot and uncomfortable. I mean, you said it's the least comfortable. Nothing about this looks comfortable. It's not comfortable. It's the least. In fact, I've seen more people at workplaces like have it. Like not on their nose, because I realized, oh, that must be uncomfortable yeah. to try to wear. So I had to go to the doctor, day. and now that the rules are, if you go to the doctor, they have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask the whole time. So really? we're trying to talk to each other, and you know, every once in a while she goes out of the room, I take it off and trying to get a breath. I mean, it's it's not easy to operate. Now mm-hmm. this one, Jace, I thought you'd like when I'm in a when I'm in a mood where I want to show LSU. Colors, yeah, national that's champion. Better. That's my purple and gold. So it's a purple and gold for those of you. Why don't you just listening. go the bandana? I've seen people. Well, I've that. seen that. I don't know. That just looks thuggish to me for some reason. Oh, well, that's what I'm now, going with. If I have now, to. here's the one I like when I want to get a reaction. And for yeah. those of you listening, it says Trump 2020 on it. So most people around well, you'll get one. Yeah, most people around here are like, yeah, I love your mask. You know, I was just in the grocery store the other day and. All the little checkers, you know, they were like, yeah. And then I went to Office Depot, and there was a younger guy in there, and he saw it. I saw him. He looked, and he, he never said a word to me. He checked me out. He never said, hello, have a good day. And I was, like, trying to be nice to him, but I thought, well, I guess not a Trump fan. You know, so I just like it to get a little reaction well, I'm glad God put you in our family so you can, you know, keep us up on civilization. <laughs> That's right. Because I haven't really noticed these types of things. I've seen a lot of people, like, if you drive by, they got masks on, and I'm like, well, you're in your car. Why are you wearing a mask? Right. By themselves. Yeah, which I don't really get. But I've seen a lot. Oh, yeah. I'd say hundreds. Especially of older people, right? Because I, mean, I haven't noticed the A. I mean, it just I've just noticed. Well, I've noticed a lot of older virus people. virus does not spike. Because of all the, whatever you want to call it, all the just lawlessness running around in the streets, if it doesn't spike with all that going on, it's not easily, it's not easily spread through human beings one on one. They say it's if the most contagious. If that doesn't bring the numbers up, you can say you can forget well, being under lockdown. Forget that, because this is the opposite. This is this is. This is running and interacting and fighting and jumping and hollering and up, up in people's faces and all that. I said, so this maybe, is maybe a good so. way to test whether the you know, experts were right or not. Right. But, Al, you just gave me a thought. Because, you know, if we have a rule in our duck blinds that 
if you don't have a beard, you have to wear a mask. And by the way, I have a camo one too. That's what that I, I didn't have with say. me. I've got a camo one. So real true too. But see, now that I've touched your mask, what oh, do you, you do? You got to well, wash you probably, it. Well, you probably yeah, you probably just totally ruined it. I wish you wouldn't have stay away from. Them. But if yeah. you just look, females tend not to have the the type facial hair. Theirs is like little peach fuzz, and they get rid of that. I like the way he said they tend not to have. How how do the females, how how do they get rid of their peach fuzz? Do they shave, or do they? I've never asked. They they don't like any kind of peach fuzz. I know, but But how do they remove it? I think they pluck it out. You either got to scrape it off, which makes no sense at all, just to say, I'm going to scrape my face off. Surely... <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a creationist. I think God created male and female. So with males, I'm looking at hair coming out of their faces, under their arms or other places, but coming and but but it comes out of their face. Well, you look at women, you say not so. Not so, so I got a question for that. Not I, so much. I've got a I got a argument for that. What how, what is the deal with the American Indian then? Because they don't grow facial yeah, or body facial. hair. Nope. So what happened to them in the process? Because you're know. right. Everybody it's else. Great question. Another I mean, evidence of God. Something. In my opinion. All these details on how people are different and, you know, they say we came from the same thing other than God. You just start running into yeah, problems. Right. when Because they're different. There's so distinct differences. Yep. But look, I wanted to say, Missy uh, showed me last night there was some kind of graph. It's weird that you brought this up. But they had like different things, and it was a graph, <clears throat> and how the coronavirus has affected it. It's like shaving, you know. The the line started going, and I, I'll I'll find a copy of it so they can like shaving was a way it. to spread it. No, they were just saying since the coronavirus, the trends, and like shaving went. Way down. way down because people are at home, right? Well, they're yeah. at home. There's like who wants to know, shave if you don't have to? You know, wearing okay. uh, like I mean, some of them were kind of funny, like wearing bras. You know, <laughs> way down. Not because they don't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, but then when it, the last one was wearing mask, and it literally was. Do we wear it? Do we not? Do we wear? Oh yeah, this is, oh, it, it was like it was the only one that was just chaos throughout it was just the whole like time. The up and stop market, oh, right? Oh, 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 we need to wear the mask now. Don't have to wear the mask now. Well, they were so, saying early on, no mask. It's like booze, you know. It, that went up. Oh yeah, you yeah. It's alcohol it, sales were up like twenty five percent. They're like ten different things, but we put that graph. It's pretty funny. Well, let's talk about spirit well, matters. We talked about. Well, hang on. Let's take a break. It's been a crazy time between the first it was the COVID nineteen quarantine. Now we got riots. I mean, it seems like we just it's kind of like problems have been leading to problems. So there's been a lot of confinement. Now there's been a lot of people yep. out going. One of the things that has gone up uh, through this whole process and both of these deals we've been dealing with is gun sales. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know, a fear of people, you know, breaking into your house or, you know, well, targeting you. people trying to defend themselves and protect themselves. Yeah. That's exactly right. It, it's really shown the importance of the Second Amendment. I can tell you that more than any other way. And it's been a lot of discussion about it. So, you know, one of the things that obviously we're all big Second Amendment guys, we have a lot of guns, always have. Uh, now I've been adding more handguns to my, um, mm-hmm. to my, you know, gun and we've collection. experienced this, you know, we have people sh- have shot at us in our neighborhood. So, yep. uh, you know, one of the things you want to do is you want to be as proficient as possible, uh, with your guns. And, and we didn't, Jason, I didn't really grow or dad never used a lot of handguns. When I was growing up. So 
to be good at it, you got to shoot them some. So Jace has yeah. a has a Navy SEAL buddy that comes in and, and teaching his family how to he shoot. He was supposedly the number one trainer of you know the war in Iraq and all. So he, I said, "Will you train us?" And uh, and he did. So I met him. He's an amazing and guy. I became very proficient very quickly with a handgun. There you go. So uh, now so, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna share Jesus first, but option two is. <laughs> Be able to hit what you're aiming at. Yeah. So for for the rest of us who don't have a, a Navy SEAL to train us, well, I pro. Uh, I, no, I'm sorry. For the rest of us who don't have a Navy SEAL, I target uh, has come up with a pretty cool way to be able to shoot and be able to do it. Maybe you can't get to a gun range. In or practice. Yeah. In practice. And so, quietly. So it's a, basically it's a laser bullet that goes in your gun, and there's an app on your phone. And so then while you're shooting at the target on your app is telling you what, how proficient you are, which is pretty good. So you can just – it's basically muscle memory uh, that you're developing. It helps you with your reaction speed, side alignment, trigger function, all of these things. So itargetpro.com is where you want to go to find out more information. they got all the major calibers, almost every you know sidearm. Uh, Father's Day, you get 10% off uh, for free shipping with the, with the offer code FILL. So you want to be able to get this before Father's Day. Uh, check them out, itargetpro.com, offer code Phil, uh, and improve your shooting. So today I've got some uh, some viewer questions. We love, and listener questions, we love to answer your questions. And I thought I'd kind of start with ones that I kind of see here's a little bit from our perspective, maybe a little bit easier to tackle and handle for you. First one was was one we get a lot. That's why I wanted to ask it. And I don't know that we've talked about it. Maybe we have at some point. Uh, this is from Corey um, with the C. And I'm not sure if that's a she or a he, but they say, can I ask your view on tithing? And um, this is one that we get a lot because obviously there's kind of sort of the – why do you think we get that a lot? I don't know. I'm I, shocked that we get this. We get a that a lot. And uh, a lot of times it's like, it'll be framed like, if I give money to something not at my church, is that okay? You know? And so I, most of the questions are ones I've heard my well, whole life being inside the church. But I thought we should just give our broad opinions about what we think about it and what the Bible says. I mean, about. I always go to big picture on everything. We are not under law. There's under there's the law not, of Moses. What was required? Did God say? Okay, well, we're not under law. I know it, but but, I, said, but, but the people who were, what oh, were they they give ten. Oh, I've heard the ten. The ten percent tithe, which sermon. goes back to the Old Testament. That's where most of this is coming. from. And you from, can so. already tell that I don't like I don't like that principle to be like a standard. I mean, I go the the verse I think of is where it says. Where's the one that says what he's decided in his heart and give cheerfully, right. you know? Now, should you be greedy or, you know, a hoarder? Remember the guy in the story in the Bible who he would he had all his success, and what did he do? He just built a bigger barn and built a bigger barn. And, built and his whole life barn. was about what he had for himself. <laughs> bigger where, barn. Where the brothers meet where we are, it's, the, it's a group of all the colors – so we're in there it's because we, we look at from one man, God made every nation of men, Adam. Amen. So we all came from Adam. So to us, it's one race. It's the human race, irregardless of what my sociology professor said. <coughs> and the bottom line is you say, do y'all pass the plate, as they say? You know, no, 
There's no plate bin. There's no really. Uh, I don't pass the plate. We don't pass the plate. Nope. Do people give? Yeah. Oh, y'all just like there's a box in the back, it, in, okay. you know, you know, embedded in concrete. So it take a pretty good little ruckus <laughs> to get the thing up. But if you want to get, which I do, I like this I, philosophy. I, 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 instead of me taking money to go up there and to give them a lesson on Sunday mornings, instead of taking their money, I would I would never do that. So I say, no, look. There, there is no passing the plate, and they were all kind of looking around at first. Well, you know what? I said, look, just give as you prospered. I said there'll be a box in the back. I said it's bolted to the floor. I mm. said we have a little girl secretary; she'll take care of that. I said, but now you, if that pays for your lights, if you want lights, I said if you don't want to pay for electricity and get lights or a bathroom, if you don't want to pay for it, I said if we're gonna have it. Electricity, heating, cooling, and bathroom facilities. We're going to have to pay for it. I said, I'm giving enough to pay for it, so you actually don't have to give anything. But mm-hmm. if you want to give anything to the church, this goes across the road to White's Ferry Road. We're kind of like a satellite mm-hmm. of, a, of a bigger group. Right. So this group's a couple hundred, so they're in there. They don't have to give anything if they don't want to. I just remind them, if you're generous toward God yeah. and you're generous toward your neighbor— it's a good thing. It is a biblical principle. No doubt. So Look, the amount, I'm all for giving. The amount is, is you can't say 10%. We're not on the law of Moses. We're because, the by the way, well, good. I thought we were going to disagree on that. I'm glad we agree. I don't know. We're basically saying keep your money. In my own life, I've noticed that the more I give and the more generous I am, the more blessed all right, so, so let me read this I mean, verse. Let, that's let true. Me, let however, me read this verse. Maybe it was luck. But I, some people only give. To be blessed, I don't agree with that. All right, let well, me read. There you go. Well, I, let me read the principle. Dad. Just say it, yeah. So you, you tell me if this sounds like what you just said. It's Second Corinthians nine six. Remember this, Paul said: Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Which was my point. And whoever sows generously will also reap. Which is my generously. point. Generously, each man should give what he has decided in his own heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. That's what I do. There's your ten percent rule. For God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, that was the verse I was thinking. Yeah, and right. God is Where's able to at? make all grace. Second Corinthians nine six through eight. Perfect. Look, well, we well, go up there. What, what happened? We have individuals. <laughs> I, I, we've appointed them. Miss K has got the man on the job during all the pandemic and all that. You say, well, what about the people, you know, who are just poor and downtrodden? I said, the grub, we have a big meal every Sunday morning. There's a meal when you get there. I don't care who you are. If you're hungry, we got something you need. We have donuts, you know, and people, jambalaya. We, we have food there. So if you want them. So we all have a meal. During the meal, we stop. Remember the blood of Jesus, and remember the body was nailed to a cross. So we remember the Lord. We partake of the Lord's Supper. But as far as, like, charging anybody to walk in the door, for crying out loud, I just don't think it may be the American model, but it's not the biblical model. Right. Biblical model if, is what you just read. Yeah, I it's think true. if people, if you introduce Jesus to people and they fall in love with Jesus, they'll give. Yeah. That's right. I would rather have ten sermons on how great Jesus is and zero on giving. <laughs> yep. Somebody then says, "Well, one." Yeah. So on the giving. food supply <laughs> kept on going once the pandemic came. We had a 
one of the brothers, he's up there on Sunday mornings where we used to meet, but now it's under lockdown. So the health officials, the government authorities say, hey, lock her down. No more, no, no more meeting. We say, like, it's fine. So where two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus, he'll be there. So we just diffused. We're out and about in the neighborhoods where mm-hmm. whatever we're doing. You say, but what about the ones that are hungry? We have a man there on Sunday morning, and lunches are being given. It may be like their favorite, as it turned out, the guys who are sleeping on the street and the gals, we're giving them grub. We're giving them something to eat. Mm. You say, well, what would like a common uh, meal like that be because of the pandemic and all that? A can of Vienna sausage, (laughs) a ham sandwich, and some chips. Mm -hmm. Well, they all said the ones who were receiving that. People like me are paying for it. Right. You say they're not having to pay for it. Well, they don't have any we, money. We don't. We don't pick up a collection. <laughs> right. You say, well, where's the money coming from? I think the, we're helping out in that area. That we're mm-hmm. doing for the most part. We're making sure that if you're hungry, you come here. We're going to feed you. I don't care who you are, what you look like, how, what color you are. We're not worried about all that. Human race, yeah. human beings. So we just keep the grub going. And they said we like that. We like that one. Got the vein of sausage because they can carry that in their pocket for a day or two. <laughs> eat the sandwich, eat the chips, but they got a little reserve left there, you know. So, so a good principle out of that is that things you do every single day are giving. You can't look at it like right. it's all just in a collection plate or whatever. I mean, sometimes it's helping somebody. I wrote two checks this week. I got paid, so I wrote one to our local church because I support what they're doing. I, for years, I was the one being supported, yep. so I'm enjoying being able to give back and not receive anything yep. money-wise. And then I wrote one to Promise Keepers because they're cranking Promise Keepers back up again. It had a huge impact on me when I was a young man, so I'm like, I want to support those guys. I want to help them get off the ground. But So anything you do that you give, whether it's money, time, effort, whatever, is giving. That's the idea that yeah. we just read about. I think what happens is – what turns people off is because they kind of run it like a business, which is understandable. Right. You know, churches. Human nature. But a steady diet of lessons on giving, which is my point. Is or, just, or the prosperity gospel like you were talking about, which is not right, where a lot of pastors will say, if you give to me and to our church, then here's what's going to happen for you. Yeah. Or, you know, that's and not, I, that happens all the time. Because I've had several kind of one-on-one situations following jesus is uh, not about money in fact as far as i can tell do y'all know of any situation where jesus himself when it comes to making money I, well i'm sure I, he made some money well carpentry. what's interesting about it is uh, he's personally there was no doubt because he said i don't even have a place to lay my head so personally yeah. he wasn't for money because i guess when you own the universe why would you but he, but he he was pro business because all of his parables are about sure. business stuff. So I found it interesting that Jesus had no problem with the concept of making money. He just didn't live for money. By know, the way, he, well, right. he did say he too, used it. pay your taxes. Yeah, it's, he did. The king, always pay yeah. your taxes. Do what? Well, remember Judas like, had it's the not purse. Like we're out here saying, well, we're rebelling. We're going to try to slick you every way we can. Right. He and said, Judas hey. had the purse, remember, because he he liked to dip sure. into it himself. But that was so he could they could eat. You know, I mean, you know, they what had was the, the story about the coin where he, where he says, you know, they found in the fish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, one that's, of my favorite. Yeah, stories. we tell that yeah. one before. Hey. Yeah, but look, hang on, Justin. Let's take a quick break and then tell us. So we're always looking for ways to uh, save a buck or two. I think that's uh, pretty universal. Everybody wants to save a little bit of money. Um, 
I don't know about you guys. If when was the last time you checked on how much you're spending on car insurance or homeowners insurance, is that something that crosses your mind at all? Miss K handles all the bills. I don't handle them. Yeah. So we we try to check. <laughs> Shock, shocker. shocker. <laughs> I thought you'd be out there at the mailbox waiting to see what kind. No, of, no. Okay. I mean, you know, they could railroad me, rip off me. I wouldn't even know what happened. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna have to share with Miss K. You know what you need is flood insurance because your mailbox was under the water. It was literally for more months out of the year. I bet, it, right. I bet your flood insurance is pretty expensive. It is. So, so to to save you some money, Dad, we've got a, a great company here uh, that can. They're going to come take some comparisons for you because you're not going to take the time to do it. I Maybe give about, the, I'll give this information to Miss K. There you go. Okay. So, so the company is called Gabby G A B I. Gabby. Gabby, and basically, it's pretty easy because you can go online and you and they'll do the price comparisons for you. Basically, Gabby customers have saved on average $825 a year. Uh, you know, just on different kind of insurances. So, it can save you some money. Um, they'll never sell your info, no spam, no robocalls, none of that stuff. Totally free to check your rate, no obligation. It takes 2 minutes. If you go do it right now, you go to gabby.gabi.com/unashamed. That's gabby.com/unashamed. And save some money. You know, Matthew 19, I think, is famous because the young man who had great wealth, you know, and Jesus knew his heart, but he come in there, you know, what I got to do? And he got to the point of, well, go sell everything you have. Well, that was a deal breaker yeah, because he, he valued that. So I've often asked myself, which is easier for us because, and I tell people that all the time, because people say, well, how has money and fame changed you? That's probably the number one question Mm -hmm. I get at these events. And I hate to say it because it's embarrassing and they think I'm lying, but I'm like, you know what? It just really hasn't changed me much because I know if it was all gone, I've experienced true joy without any material Mm -hmm. possessions. We all have. So I, that's that's the difference, I think, in people. People that haven't experienced joy when they don't have anything, it's not because they don't have anything. It's because they didn't have Jesus. They didn't have all these other issues that kind of bring And think about it. If that's joy. your focus, Jay, is when you've amassed it, your biggest fear is losing it and going back to the way you were before you became a big star, before you became oh, a football right. player. I mean, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. A person who wants to get rich will pierce himself with many griefs. I mean, that's well, what, that's what I'm fixed to read. I'm like, I, I'm like I mean, boy, be careful when you're dealing with money because – You got to watch it. I mean, the, Jesus took it a step further, and I think we miss on how difficult this is. Because oh. he says, I tell you the truth. I mean, this is in red letters. It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's just a hard thing to do. And that scares me. Again, but I'm saying these preachers, they'll use that and say, you don't want to be rich, so give me your money. <laughs> okay, that's a dumb thing to say. <laughs> Again, that, but they, I've, I feel like those types of sermons, oh, they just, they literally get under my skin. I mean, <laughs> I agree with you. It's, it's like a, you hear a missionary come talk, and they're obviously trying to raise money. 
But the longer they talk and the more they talk about how they need money, the less I want to give it to them. Ow. If they just did a short thing about the work they're doing and how impactful it is around the world, then I'm like, I want to help that guy. All right. Who's the last guy? I'm going to tell. I'm not bragging, but Al brought this story up. I have to tell you. Who's the guy who just spoke? Uh, he was in Greece or Larry whatever. Bowles. All right. So this guy, Larry Bowles, he gets up. Look, he tells about five minutes what he did, what what he does in Greece. Awesome. I think we've talked yeah, about we've it on talked podcasts. About podcasts he yeah. helps, you know, refugees some, from the all of the world. Some of in. our listeners have sent have helped support him since we yeah. talked to him, which I appreciate. So this guy preaches. Then he preaches Jesus. He said, But here's what I preach. And it was a awesome presentation about the of, deity of Jesus. Of yeah. Je- who Jesus is. He's like, yeah. I got one and he did a little illustration. You know, I got one string on my guitar, and this is it. <laughs> Well, I got up out of my seat. I said, Miss, you got any checks? You know, because I'm kind of a cash man. And, and I didn't have enough cash on me. Uh, and I, I said, give me a check. She's like, what are you going to do? I said, don't worry about it. Just get it. <laughs> so I took that. Don't worry you about it. You ask your wife spring on the pew. Yeah. When I ask for a check, because I don't ever do that. That made her nervous. You want to make <laughs> your wife nervous? And give me a check when you don't normally do that. Then she's like, then she's over well, she shoulder said, well, the collect- Look, then she did the old line. She said, well, the collection plate's already passed. I said, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so I I write a check for $3,000. I just picked the number because I thought about Acts 2, you know, yeah. 3000 yeah. I thought, this old boy, now he's preaching Jesus and risking his life to do it. But yeah. I like this ministry. So I I had never met him. I just what he had finished his sermon. He was sitting on the second pew, you know. And so I sat down beside, and he was looking at me like, "This is all because the service is going on." You know what I mean? <laughs> and I handed him that check, and I was like, "Good job." And then I went back to my seat. Well, here's the part that I didn't like. Well, somebody, one of the leaders, saw me do that, and they were like, "I saw you give." Uh, you know, the missionary, a check. And I was like, yeah, is, he, is there a problem? Because I was a little bit like, you have a problem with that? You know, he's like, well, we have a fund. It goes through the church. And he started explaining taxes. And, you know, my eyes kind of glazed in the back <laughs> of my head. And I just, I wanted to say, I don't care. <laughs> this, this wasn't a business decision. This was an impulse. You didn't care heard, about whether you got tax credit. I didn't credit care you. whether I got tax credit, I whether you kept a record of it, <laughs> whether this is going to mess up everything. <laughs> I took a check out of my wife's purse, and I gave this guy $3,000 because I thought, you know what? He needs some money. He's in Greece, for crying out loud. And he's and he's mainly working with people fleeing out yeah. of Islam. And you know what else? Look, Phil, and you know what else? He didn't ask for it. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you've illustrated a, a point that I've just noticed in America, I think it's a worldwide phenomena that most of the money that's on the earth, <laughs> I know it's this in is going. the women's purses. <laughs> it's not in the man's billfold. It's in the women's. Pr- that's why you looked at Missy when you needed some money. I'm trying to figure out how you affect that. As it turns out, worldwide phenomena. Well, that's where most of t- the money is. Tell our audience how, where you first noticed that we would be selling duck calls at a show, right? And you would see the guy looking at the... And he wants this duck call, and he would always do the same thing. They all looked at that duck call, and I'd blow it. And they, he said, man, that thing is sweet. That sounds like a mallard hen. He wants that duck call, and he goes, he looks at his woman. And she would be like, 
eat a thumbs up or <laughs> thumbs down. I do remember that. that. Shut it we down. were at some show in Arkansas, and they kept doing that. That stuck with me. I said, you know, that's I, I, the I remember. Well, is that not true in your own relationship? I, I mean, who has the it. money in your oh. <laughs> But, Phil, you <laughs> give Kay all the money. I, I give Missy all the money. I mean, I'm like, here it is. But – that's I mean, what it does. If you want to make spiritual decisions with it, I mean, I do think you have maybe the final answer if you're going to make a big decision. I mean, I knew 100% that when I – because I could sense it with her. We like this. Yeah, it's good. This this is – what he's saying, this is what we're trying to do here in America. He just happens to be doing it in Greece. Which, by the way, the marriage uh, counselor – I'm not a marriage counselor, but the marriage person in me wants to warn the audience – that make make sure you know your wife well enough to know you can. I mean, if you try to just pull what Jace just did in some relationships, that may lead to. Well, now Al, you're you're opening up another can of worms. <laughs> I mean, look, what I'm saying is, you had a three thousand dollar check in some relationships, and we, we may have. But, but the bottom line but is this: if you are generous and you can work it out with your woman, as husbands here, you can work it out. The bottom line is, but but the Lord knows who is generous towards Him and right. who are not. I would just make it my goal to make sure you don't come up on the stingy end. That's right. Which, which is to look, God. I, I want to say this. There's, I mean, we, there's we, things we, you we can receive do. receive the blessings, you know. We say, right. God's really blessed us. Well, if that's the case, you better give to the, the source of all wealth and honor. So, you know what I'm so let's, let's take a break, and Jess, you, you bring that point home. So I want to mention this is uh, one of our new favorite products that dad and I are trying is called Omega XL. And, uh, I had a great, uh, talk with the doctor that invented this or, and her husband, of uh, this company, um, that came up with this idea. It was from muscles from New Zealand. And now you've been on dad. What about probably over two yeah, weeks now? When I, when I eat dinner, I'll take a, take a couple of them. Right. And you don't really take meds for anything. Never. I have. take no matter. That's the only thing I take is whatever that is. It, yeah, Omega XL. Pristine waters of New Zealand. That's my medicine. It's cabinet better right than eating the actual muscle, which would be interesting. Some and some people like muscles. I don't know, but I don't know that our muscles. They tell me there was something about the water quality in New Zealand, and even the depth of water they grow them in. It's like ninety meters down. They're growing them on these vines in New Zealand. I went to New Zealand and they caught lobsters. Some guys did. New Zealanders mm-hmm. brought them up. They were had scuba diving equipment going down, got the lobsters. We ate them on the boat. I mean, they were good. Oh, it would yeah. be no a muscles. psychological, you know, yeah. Yeah. Medic, medication it's for connected, your right? inflammation. It's the land of Middle Earth. Eat it's you like, a muscle pill here and then eat you a lobster hey. and you're in business. Good there to go. go. So basically, 30 years of research, inflammation is what they're going after, and that's what these help. And it makes sense that the idea of muscle to just take out this inflammation. So that's where it helps you. Uh, promotes a healthy immune response, which is important in this day and age of Corona. So it's OmegaXL.com slash Phil, or you can call them 800-844-4888. Basically, you order now, you get your second bottle free, which is awesome. So it's like a month supply that you buy, you get your second month free. OmegaXL.com slash Phil, or give them a call, 800-844-4888. There's also things you can do in the world that that I consider giving. You know, the coronavirus hit. Uh, I looked at all the people. I asked 
the first time I played golf, you know, they had the coronavirus rules, you know, and mm-hmm. so they had laid off most of the employees. But as they, as it started getting better, more and more of them came. So about the time they kind of had it fully staffed, well, one day, but it's a pretty big staff there, yeah, all the cooks and all. And so I just decided I took a wad of $20 bills, I mean a wad, and I thought I'm going to give everybody a tip. Just and the guy who kind of runs the the shop and the one that runs the kitchen, I gave them a hundo, and they were looking at me like, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, y'all hadn't been working. I'm, I'm gonna because I think that's a way. Number one, yeah, they hadn't been working. They probably could use the cash, even though it's a little bit. Yep. But it's also if I ever start a conversation about Jesus, I think." That was a helpful thing. Yeah, they'll be open to listen. By the way, you two boys, y'all are my sons. But uh, if you'll reel back time and look, ever since y'all raised up and you, well, y'all went out and married, you got kids and all that stuff. I mean, how many times has old dad here ever come to y'all and said, here's what you ought to do with your money? How many times have you heard that out of me? None that I can remember. Zero. I didn't know it was an issue, really. <laughs> it's not an issue. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. I don't have the right, right to tell you boys, y'all are my sons, but I don't have the right to tell you what you do with your money. Well, so you could say general, that's a dumb move or, you know, I mean, I wouldn't mind you doing that, but you're right. You've never said one word about no, that. It's your. You were a little iffy on the stock market when I first got in, but now yeah. through, through the last few months, now you're saying, what? Maybe you could buy me a couple so funny of those. The so- only reference I have to stock market is as I see the guys who are talking about it, and I quickly go to some other some other source Channel. of information. Yeah, but but I yeah. mean stock market. That's the reason I think you know we looked it up, and we've we've have we have scoured the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen, and we have found no verse in the Bible that says that gambling, which is really not stock market, you're in. We have found no verses that says that's sinful, not one. And if you think about it, you say, I wonder why gamblers never never mentioned there. Because even Jesus, when when he had given the talents, one of them he told, the one that went out and buried, buried the buried the the, the blessing. He buried and didn't use the money for anything. He just buried yeah. it and sat on it. Jesus said you at least could have put it in there where it would draw interest. So that tells you right there, he was for that. Concept. Well, the last time we brought this up, I got a scathing somebody sent me. <laughs> yeah. some, some My assistant, what she'll do is every once in a while, it's like the worst emails that are sent in. She'll send them to me just because she to thinks bring, it's it funny. Bring you down to reality. <laughs> well, there was one that was Just real, to make sure you don't get a big ear. There was one. Uh, it was a woman. The day we had Zach on here, my cousin, but he's family, and she's like, you were rude. You did not let him talk. He was a guest. And but that but look, and so I didn't respond. I thought it was funny. And she's like, You talk too much and you tell way too long of stories. <laughs> and you interrupt so, your dad too much. Yeah, and I interrupt so you know, we had a little laugh. I, I took the constructive criticism and said, Okay, you know, I'll try to shorten my stories. But what she didn't remember is Zach was the guest that day because he wanted to be on here and he worked behind the scenes with the show. But we talked about the Western. We had the Western Awards. Well, once he hadn't seen the Outlaw Josie Wales, <laughs> what he said I didn't matter. I don't want to hear anything you have well, to I've say. Made a, I've made it my policy. Nearly everyone I've heard of that knows that they have a cell phone. 
I don't. So you say, are you checking to see what people – always remember this, ladies and gentlemen, who are out there in computer land. I'm never checking what computer. you say about anything. I'm just – I'm walled it off. I said, you may, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot my point, though, Phil. So one, the last time we talked about this, I'm not Marty, hearing it. Look, I got a scathing email saying, that's gambling. You know, the, the stock market. That's why I it, brought that up. Yeah, I know. And they, but you know what I thought about is when, you know, after Judas did what he did, and then they chose the next apostles. They did it by casting lots. That's that's true. God sanctioned cast lots. I'm like, yeah. which is, is like, I always wondered about is, that one. That is a good one. I think it was just to take out the human element. Then I it had so. to be just you know, it, God you know, made it had the to call. Be him. That's right. Otherwise, you would. Have, you see it a lot in when people yeah. appoint people. But I mean, what I'm saying is that by would the be way, deemed that would as carry a over into investments if you're wise and you invest your money wisely. You know, that's why you say, God, if you're going to put your money at risk, right. which the stock market is a certain amount of it. You said, well, oh my God, this didn't outlaw all that because it's nothing to outlaw. It's your money. Well, That's why I've never told you what to do with your money, Al, or Jace. He wants to go in the stock market. I'm like, hey, whatever. <laughs> and so look, he, everything. Phil, well, Phil, they, they, there's so many res- – these people put restrictions in the church oh, about not. issues that are not mentioned in the Bible. That is correct. Just think about that. Right. I mean, they even do it with – you know, we we've known people who do it with instrumental music. Sure. You know, and I've I've looked at some of their arguments, and they're like, "Well, you know, back in the Old Testament, they were singing and dancing, playing instruments, uh, and 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 God forbid it." Well, when you read the story, it's because they were worshiping a golden calf. Yeah, that's it right. wasn't it wasn't what they were doing. It was the object, which that's it right. always said, <laughs> "Who you're worshiping." Is way more important than But that's how. the same way with finances. The bottom line is you have a lot of ver- a lot of verses about being generous toward God. And, you know, over in Malachi, the prophet, he said, look, you, you said, you're, you're tithing, you're robbing me. Mm-hmm. So they were stingy. And he makes his final point. God said, if you're generous toward me, I will fill your barns up filled up, running over, and tamped down. I will bless you mightily if you are generous toward me. Well, I've always read that and thought, you know, my best course of action is always be generous toward the one. A lot of people say uh, one of these, you know, uh, one of the, they said like Phil, I was a high school teacher, and he said, I, you know, did uh, his question, did God call you to start the business, the duck call business, or is it just something you wanted to pursue? I just decided, I looked at what I was making in the school system, and I said, I'll top out at 40000 $40, a year, and that's it after about 30 or 40 years. I just looked at that and said, you know what, I, I can beat that. So I told Miss Kay, I said, I can beat that. I didn't hear a voice that said, you know, go out there and get in the business world and build a call. I just decided that was the route I wanted to take. Right. I would be... <clears throat> Uh, what do you say? I'd be re- removed from the hustle and bustle of it all. I'm down here on the river, and I just started that business slow at first. But you, you know, used to but, tell us, do what you love to do, and if you can make a living from it. That's right. That's a bonus. That, so, that's all that was about. And you know, I looked up, and I was blessed, you say, it's, but it was your idea. It wasn't like God talking to you. I think God wants me to build up cause. I mean, no, I just decided to do it. Because, so I want to you know, ask you something about that. Let's t- Let's take one last break. 
his his question specifically because it sounds like this is Rush uh, is his name is is trying to he's like you he's a high school teacher has a master's which is kind of like what you had but he kind of feels a pull to start a business and so he was curious as to you know what was your thought process going into that which you just yeah. described but you I definitely think you thought though Dad that you were within. God's will for what you desired yeah. to do. That's right. I mean, I, I'd say maybe that's the best way to, I, to put I it. I prayed to him throughout the whole process. I'll thank you, you know, money get tied, you know, Lord, help me out here. I, I went through the, all of that. I knew he was in control. So I looked up one day. But you did the big stuff. Great blessings came from that. I right. think it's harder for you to see because you were too close to it. But from my perspective, you have made this big move to get away from your past and to be a better family man That's and to be involved in the community. Remember, y'all started the church up here, and you're like, I'm going to work with I my registered hands. registered to vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, I, I, and you were trying to do what you love to do, which is fish and hunt, and try to figure out how to make a living. But the That's most right. important thing was you you had put your faith and trust in God, and you were working hard. And uh, I wanted to read this, because in that vein – in verse uh, chapter 3 and 23 of uh, Colossians, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And so. That we did, Jace. You know? I, I think you have to get that. You got to have Jesus on straight first and say, you know, I'm. Obviously, he spends a lot of time about work, you know, working and. We've read this one at nauseum about if a person doesn't provide for his earthly family, especially for his immediate family, he's denied the faith and worse than an unbeliever. Where's yeah. that? Like First Timothy five seven or seven yeah. five something like so that. So that's why I think. I mean, I think our take would be to to rush, but also to folks that are thinking about this because I get this question a lot, and you may have before Jay's too because we both went to seminary and. You know, learn the Bible for a couple of years. I wound up being full time ministry. You did it part time a little while, but you we both always been evangelists for the Almighty. That's what mm-hmm. we do. But they'll say they'll they'll frame it, and this is the phraseology. You know, when did you get your call? Meaning it was like an audible voice or something like that. And, and it's funny because I always say, well, you know, I went in kicking and screaming. I mean, Jason and I did not want to go to school to preach. In fact, the first year we said no. They were recruiting us to go, mm-hmm. and we didn't really want to go. Because we were like, ah, preaching students are weird, you know. That we had our well, reasons. I was, I'm a terrible student, and you're young. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is I think maybe a, a better way to look at it from what Dad said, and I think our experience is that whatever you do, as you just read, you know, God's going to bless you in it if you're looking to Him. I mean, He's going to okay. find a way to do that for you. So it's not necessarily just it has to be the will to do this one thing. It's anything you choose to do. That's I right. mean, and so you, you want I mean, to try to be The opposite of that is the guy, you know, laying on his couch, praying to God every day. Yeah. You for, know, show me a sign. Show me a sign of how I can pay my bills. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I about get up off the couch, <laughs> step outside. <laughs> let's let's work Carol in there before. Oh no, we don't have to have her that, Dad. That's no, a, that's a much. Carol, Carol you'll time. be next. We'll, get, we'll, we'll have to we'll catch Carol. Carol's side. got a deep question that's going to take more than three minutes to to do that. But the bottom line is, you focus on Jesus, and out of that grateful heart, and and, and the passage I read in Matthew nineteen. He ended up saying it's hard for a rich man, but he also said, you know, with man, this is not possible, but with God, all things are are possible. You can, you know, find it in your heart to be a cheerful giver. If you have a lot of money, you know, give a lot. 
There's a lot of good. I'm still going to get this to Carol because she knows. First <laughs> Timothy one seventeen. Phil, we're going to be back. We're gonna, we're, <laughs> this, this is this our is last a podcast. Totally different issue. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I don't saying. want the girl to to, to be at be well. She didn't even she didn't even know week. until next week. You just right. brought her up. Carol, hanging at her next time, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you in there. I love it because that's like, and he's got a lot of stuff. Well, she for asked Carol. a great question. She did, and we're gonna we're gonna probably do a whole podcast on that. So let me just wrap this thought up by telling you, um, good questions. Thank you, Corey and Rush and Carol uh, and others for sending in your questions. We love it. Uh, it drives great content. I was at a men's event. Um, this past weekend, and I realized something, Jason, it was really funny because when I was in there, I realized it was the first time I had been with people in a setting where I was going to speak in months. Cause, yeah. you know, everything we've been doing is live stream was just a little handful of people. And it was so refreshing. I mean, we were, we had worship and had a worship leader. It was, it was, was it a house full of masks? It was no, no mask, which yeah. was kind of funny, I, I thought, but I'm not sure we, we, that's, they tried to social distance and follow the rules, but I'm not sure they accomplished the, all that. But I loved it because being in that room of a couple hundred guys, it was just, it reminded me about Christianity and what it's about and just getting that feel for that. And so, so I spoke along with a couple other guys. But what I was going to say to our audience about it was that I asked the audience, because a couple of guys had already approached me about watching the podcast and listening. And so I said, how many of you guys have ever watched or listened to the Unashamed podcast? And I was in Shreveport, which is pretty close to here, about 100 miles away. And I'd say a third of the audience raised their hand. And I thought, man, that's awesome. And so afterwards, you know, the the word I hear the most from you guys about the podcast, and, we, and Jason and I get on the emails, is life-changing. This podcast is changing my life, or this podcast has changed my life. Hey. So we just want you to know, we take that as a, as a great honor to the Almighty. We're glad to be a part of your spiritual journey. Uh, by the way, so the, the Jen, who does all of our emails and stuff, because you know, when Willie was on here, he said, what do we need to, we can need to call everybody the Philistines. About half the audience loved it, about half hated it. Yeah. Uh, some of them said Unashamed Nation, what a half was, was that for me. One woman had a really interesting one, Dad. She said, you should be called the Village People. Which, the village, the, you know, kind of a take off the. <laughs> so I, I thought we're probably not going with that one, but I thought it was. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we need more ideas. Keep, keep the ideas coming because we're going to find that exact one. Until then, we'll just say unashamed nation. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, and listening. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook, and be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.